when I speak for groups, it could be hundreds or thousands of people. And there's one thing that I know for certain, and my program is going to be about change. And at, out of the thousands that are there, I know there are going to be three different variables. There are going to be three different ways that people are looking at this change. And it's amazing. Hey, Mo, what's going on? Why, you numbskull, we got to get moving because Steve Rizzo's show is on soon. Yeah, and it's called Hey, I'm Talking Here. Who's talking here? Why, you idiot. Oh, oh, hey, come on, fellas. Quit fooling around. We got work to do, and the show's going to be on soon. Hey, come on, fellas. Quit fooling around. Hello, folks. Hello, everyone. I am Steve Rizzo, and you are listening to Hey, I'm Talking Here. This is a show about empowerment, uh, an entertaining show, actually. And um, this is also a show that will take you to a better place personally and professionally. The show was brought to you by Conversations with Bob. Your innerbob.com is where you can purchase the book. They even have excerpts where you could read certain parts of chapters so you can get a feel for what the book is about. I'm getting some really good responses from it. And if you want to know who Bob is, you're going to have to read the book. I know Eric has read the book. Haven't you, Eric? What up? I want you, seriously, you mentioned having a dream with John Lennon in it. Yeah. And John Lennon told you to read chapter three. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, you, what, what is chapter I have, three? I, I, for it's, the it's the weirdest thing. I'm not lying. I have dreams uh, uh, a lot of times famous people, but a lot of times John Lennon, you know, one of the Beatles is in my dream. And we're walking in Manhattan and all you could see is our backs and we're talking. And, and, and I said to him, I don't know what to do about it. What do you think? And he goes, slaps me in the back of the head and he goes, I think you should read chapter three in your book. <laughs> well, chap- chapter three is the big kahuna. What's Can you give us like a quick little couple minutes of what that's about? Yeah, the big kahuna. That's when Bernie meets Bob. And uh, I think what, what John was trying to tell me in that dream, and this is what I think anyway, he said, it's time for you to start talking to Bob again. So start communicating. So I love it. Today's topic is about, uh, about change. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think every couple of years with our technological advancements, change has taken place at such a tremendous rate, and it's knocking the crap out of a lot of people because they, they don't know how to handle it. And uh, with the pandemic, that was a major change, and people are still still feeling the repercussions of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's because they had a difficult difficulty uh, on, on how to embrace that change that was taking place. And I, and I think there within lies the problem. Um, change is going to come into your life in one of two ways, Eric, and I and I know you, you'll agree with this by choice or by circumstances beyond your control. Yeah, but in my view, either way, no matter how it comes in, you have to do more than just accept change. Yeah, and I know, of course, you have to. But you know, I've been doing, uh, I've been speaking for so many years, and one of my biggest programs is change. And one of the biggest mistakes that management makes when when uh, uh, an organization or a company is going under extreme change is they have this big meeting and they tell them, well, this is going to change and this is going to change. And I'll tell you what, these are the changes, accept it. Of right. course, we got to accept it. But my view, that phrase, accept change, has a very negative connotation to it. Right. Because in the minds of a lot of people, they're saying to themselves, okay, I'll accept it, but I'm not going to like it. Okay, I'll accept it, but this is going to be very difficult for me to do. Okay, I'll accept it, but here we go again. Why are you doing this? Just why couldn't we leave it the way it was? And when you create a mindset like that, and those thoughts are going rampant in your mind like that, it's not conducive to being creative or productive or with dealing with that change. So 
what I suggest when I give my programs and like I'm suggesting now is um, you really have to learn how to embrace the change. Yeah. And this is what I mean when I say embrace change. You're going through the change with an unshakable faith that there's something within you that could meet this change head on. And not only will you, will you be able to meet it, you'll find opportunity in it. And as a result of all that, and you'll even enjoy the process. Yep. And when you start doing that, you become empowered and you're ready to deal with the next challenge or the next change that life will throw at you. Yeah. I, you know, I wrote down notes over the last couple of weeks, just about the, the topic and the one that I, I wrote down actually second, but I think change equals wisdom. That yeah. It's how we learn and grow and become better humans, ho hopefully, but it's, yeah. it's through experience and it's through change. And that's, that's how when we get older and we can t say to our kids, don't do that is because change equals wisdom. You know, yeah. I, I'm just what, a, a saying I've, I've had for a long time. The good old days are always today. We just don't realize it for 10 years and we go through change in our life and e even through hard times. You know, I, I find it interesting when you you can talk to someone, and you can say, hey, what was your life like? Well, in 19 when you were 24 years old. Right. Well. I had a, a one bedroom, an efficiency apartment in Manhattan, and it was me and three dudes, and we, we were crammed in, and it, it sucked, right? But you remember the good stuff. You remember the laughter, and you remember what you learned, and you remember, and we almost sometimes wish we could go back to that in some some way, shape, and form. You know, as somebody posted on Facebook the other day, I wish I, wish I could go back to the days when I had $200 and I was overjoyed. When I speak for groups, it could be hundreds or thousands of people. And there's one thing that I know for certain, and my program is going to be about change. And at, out of the thousands that are there, I know there are going to be three different variables. There are going to be three different ways that people are looking at this change. And it's amazing. It's a, it happens every time. There are going to be those in that audience that are going to look at the change. They're going to embrace it. And they're going to say, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get up. I'm going to tighten the reins. I'm going to do what needs to be done. I'm going to make a conscious choice to enjoy myself because I know when I embrace this that I'm going to become empowered as a result and it's going to make me a better person. Yeah. Then there are those that are going to go through it and they're going to do what needs to be done, but they're going to complain every single time. They're the ones that will stand around the water cooler at work going, you believe they're doing this crap to us? It's amazing. Right. And that's all they keep doing is rehashing and doing the same thing. Yeah. And then, there was, then there's the last group they won't be able to handle it at all. Right. And it made me wonder, you know, there's three different ways people are taking it. What is it that separates these people when out of the thousands that are there, they all have the same job descriptions. They all get paid basically the same amount of money, but some people are able to deal with it and some people have a really tough time. Can I tell you what I, I think the answer to your question is? I think one of the misses from a work situation when change happens is this. I, I think whoever is the leader of whatever group that is, whether it's a vice president of sales in my position or, or whatever, we say change is happening. Okay. This is happening, but we don't, we don't sell the vision of why the change is good. We just go, it's happening, deal with it. And we don't, we don't go, but here's what's going to happen. And here's how this benefits everyone. This is, and, and I think the people, this is, so this is my point to the question you were asking. I think the people that naturally embrace it. I think so, some percentage is pretty easy going. They're just going to go with the flow as Ted said earlier, right? But yeah. some of those people look at it and they wrap their head around it and they go, okay, if this happens, this and this and this and this all might happen. And this is good for me. 
Yeah. They, they, in, they just internally figure out how this works for them. Well, yeah. I remember when I was doing stand-up, I did it for 20 years. I was very successful, and I had this calling to do the motivational speaking thing. I didn't make that that change overnight. It took me years, years with going back and forth with this big mouth inside my head, which is the ego, and then it was the higher part of me, which was the Bob part of me, yeah. uh, you know, saying, yeah, this is where your heart is. This is what you need to do. And I didn't know how to do it. But once I, yeah, once I, <laughs> once I embraced the change and I said, this is it. I made my decision. I'm going for it. Everything started falling into place. Yeah. Serendipitous events come your way. There are no coincidences in life. And I made that, uh, that, that choice to go from stand up to, to, to the speaking business. Uh, as soon as I said, that's what I'm doing, I, I felt like a ton was taken off my shoulders. Right. And all these opportunities started falling in place and, and coming at me. I wasn't even, I wasn't even seeking them. They were just coming my way, making my decision easier than what it was. Yeah. That's one of the qualities that helps you to embrace the change, which by the way, will lead us to the, the, uh, <laughs> word according to Bob video. Bobby! Let me give it, let me give it a, let me give it a, a an introduction. These are the three principles that I live by, and these are the three principles that in the book, Bob says to Bernie that he needs to live by. Three principles to live by, and uh, it wraps up with how important it is to be a sense of humor. Uh, here it is. Hit it. The word according to Bob. Right now. I'm going to give you three principles that can place you at the helm so that you can steer the course of your life, especially when times are tough. Principle number one, you need to know without a doubt that you are the creator of your success and happiness. Now what that really means is it's not what happens to you that determines how successful or how happy you're going to be. It's what you do about what happens. It's the choices that you make. It's the thoughts that you have and the words that you speak out loud that will really make the difference. Principle number two, you need to know that you are the only problem that you will ever have and somewhere within you there is always a solution waiting to be discovered. You just have to learn how to get out of your way to discover the solution. Principle number three, whenever you're confronted with a challenge or a problem of any kind, it's never a matter of managing the situation. It's always a matter of how you manage your mind. Can you manage your mind and the thoughts the beliefs and the emotions that are keeping you from finding the solution that's waiting to be discovered. And one common sense success strategy that can help you to manage your mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week and 365 days a year is for you to unleash the power of your humor being on a daily basis. Every one of you has a humor being within you. As a matter of fact, I believe everyone on this planet is born with a humor being within them. Unfortunately, most people go their entire lives never knowing they have this power, let alone how to tap into it and make it work for them. Your humor being, folks, is of your higher self. It is the part of you that brings out the best in you when times get really tough. What your humor being can give you more than anything else is peace of mind and emotional stability. I did stand-up comedy for over 20 years, and I headlined comedy clubs, theaters, and colleges throughout the country. And I'm not saying this to impress you but only to impress upon you that every time I was on that stage, I was well aware that there were people in the audience experiencing challenging times of some kind. 
Maybe they were going through a divorce. Maybe they were having financial difficulties. Maybe they or a loved one were inflicted with some kind of illness. But for those few moments, when I was on that stage, their problems, their challenges, whatever they were, didn't own them. Why? Because they simply allowed themselves to take time out to laugh. Laughter is the pit stop in the rat race of life and that it gives you enough emotional fuel and repairs to get back into the race again. But the initiative and the proficiency by which we allow ourselves to laugh comes from what I call your humor being. Laughter is one of the greatest gifts that was ever given to us. What good is a gift if you don't open it and you don't use it? And that's the word according to Bob. We can give ourselves momentary sacred times out, timeouts. That's what we need to do for ourselves. We can, at a time of complete turmoil when we're losing it, when after you vent and you do vent, you do have the ability to shift your focus and way of thinking to something that can bring you some kind of joy, to something that could just make you feel uh, that, that life is still worth it. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't think that, well, then you're, and I'm not making light. There are a lot of people having, like I said, my, my brother Michael's a perfect example. I spent significant time with Christopher Reeve, paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. From the neck down. And for the those nine years that he was in that condition, what he accomplished in those last nine years was nothing short of miraculous. Yeah. He, and trust me, he told me over and over that there were times when he said, you know, he thought he would, he didn't want to wake up in the morning. Yeah. But something made him realize that he, he had to keep going. And it's when he focused on what he was grateful for, his kids, his wife, and the fact that he was making a difference in other people's lives. And yeah. sometimes you have to get up and you have to have enough stamina and courage to face adversity. You know yeah. what? I'm still here and I'm going, I'm going to bring out the best in me. You will not bring me down. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes sense to everyone, but that's what I know. Eric and I are here, we can only give you what we know. It's it's not a cure-all for everyone's problems, but I think the things that we discuss can place you at the helm so that you can steer the course of your life with a little bit more ease when the when the storms of misfortune are pouring down on you uh relentlessly. You know, I think I think uh, you know, sometimes some of the best laughs we have are the pre-show. Can you uh you want to wrap this up with a little Gilbert Gottfried today? Well, all I have to say is <laughs> change is inevitable. Look what the f*** happened to me. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> I'm up here with the angels talking about tongue kissing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good. That's good. That's uh. That well, those of you who don't know who Gilbert Godfrey is, you probably think I'm a maniac. You have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. But hey, this was a this was a great show, Eric. I love you, man. I'm so glad you're part of the show. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends, share this, tell your family, tell your friends, tell everybody you know, tell people in public that you never met about the show. And right now, leave and go to Starbucks and tell people to tune in. Hey, I'm talking here. Your innerbob.com is where you can purchase the book, and uh, you guys are great. And uh, let's just call it a show. And next week we'll do another one.